What's up Wizards? Welcome to MTG Alchemy. In this video, we're going to be going over Billy's deck that he's going to be playing in episode 4, coming up. Alright guys, we are super excited because uh, we are almost to 1,000 subscribers, and even by the time you see this, we might be over 1,000 subscribers. Um, so congrats to you guys and congrats to us. Thank you guys for supporting us so much and uh, subscribing to the channel and checking us out. We really appreciate it. We couldn't have gotten this far without you. So hopefully now we can go from 1,000 to 10,000 and beyond. Uh, but that's, that's all up to you guys. So... Uh, we really hope you continue to enjoy our content because we're going to keep bringing it to you. Um, so, again, we're going to be going over Billy's Deck Tech today. Um, but first, if you want to become a patron and you want to join our uh, exclusive uh, community on Patreon, make sure you go check that out, patreon.com slash mtgalchemy. Um, even a dollar a month helps. It really does. Uh, it helps us pay for all of the lights and equipment and all that kind of stuff. So we really, really appreciate all of you patrons. Uh, thank you so much for supporting us and helping us out in that way. Also, don't forget to uh, hit the like, subscribe button, and ring the bell so you don't miss any episodes from MTG Alchemy. Also, make sure you guys check out our Discord link in the description below and join our Discord. Uh, we are always playing games, talking about magic, and doing all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, there's also well, what we like to call side missions um, in our Discord that you guys can participate in, uh, check out, and even win cool stuff like a... Gideon Spellbook, or a box of magic cards, or even a pack of magic cards. So there's all kinds of little stuff that you guys can do in there, um, and as well as, you know, talk to everybody and make new friends. So go check it out. I'm Nova, I'm trying to get a lock on the signal. Can anyone hear me? Well, that was weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess Must be the storm. We gotta... Yeah. <laughs> it's storming tonight, so the power may go in and out. Uh, I, I guess. Uh, I have no idea. Anyways, I didn't really think it was that bad of a thunderstorm, but... I didn't either. Uh, I, I'll sleep like a baby. Anyways, yeah. uh, so we're going over Billy's deck, and who are you playing with? Well, today I am playing with Kambal, Console of Allocation. He's a 1, a white, and a black. He's a 2-3 creature, and he states that whenever an opponent casts a non-creature spell, that player loses 2 life, and I gain 2 life. Very bad for us, very cool for you. So, um, I guess we're, we're just going to start the honor, honorary mentions um, and uh, go from there. Okay, well, I'm going to go check the breaker, and he's going to go do the honorary mentions for you guys. So, we'll be back. Okay, so these cards are just kind of uh, cards that I love or have great utility. Um, they just kind of offer some extra oomph to the deck, really. Um, so the first one I want to talk about, obviously I'm running white, and you can't really run white without smothering tithe. Uh, for those that don't know, it's three and a white. <clears throat> it's an enchantment, and whenever an opponent draws a card, that player may pay two colorless mana. Uh, if that player doesn't, I create a treasure token that has tap it, sack it, and add one mana of any color to my mana pool. Um... These next two are kind of on theme and are in there for specific purposes. Uh, Zulu Port Cutthroat. It's a 1-1 creature, and whenever another creature or Zulu Port Cutthroat dies, uh, each opponent loses a life and I gain a life. So as you can kind of tell with Kambal, the kind of theme of this is to drain everyone's life and, and I gain it from that. Um, another card in this vein is Blood Artist. 
Blood Artist says, uh, whenever a Blood Artist or another creature dies, target player loses a life and I gain a life. So if you've got both of those onto the battlefield, it's kind of a cool interaction where you're causing a lot of damage without really doing anything. What white deck doesn't need an Enlightened Tutor, right? Um, so Enlightened Tutor is a one white instant. Uh, search your library for an artifact or enchantment card and reveal that card to all players. Shuffle your library and put the reveal card back on top of it. You'll see here in a little bit why this card is supremely important to this deck. Other search, Demonic Tutor. I think everybody watching this really knows what Demonic Tutor does. Uh, one in a black, sorcery speed. Search your library for a card, put it in your hand, then shuffle your library. Also supremely important for this deck. Um, and then I have some spot removal. Um, but not the normal kind of removal. I like uh, I like exiling stuff because it gets around indestructible and all that kind of thing. So, uh, Despark is one of my favorites, um, just because it's a black and a white. Exile tar target permanent with converted mana cost four or greater. So, uh, a great early card that you can play or late game. It, it, it helps a lot either way. Add some flexibility to the deck. Then I also have uh, some more protection spells in here. Uh, the card I want to feature in that category is Comeuppance. It's a three and a white instant. And it says, prevent all damage that would be dealt to you and Planeswalkers you control this turn by sources you don't control. If damage from a creature source is prevented this way, Comeuppance deals that much damage to that creature. If damage from a non-creature source is prevented this way, Comeuppance deals that much damage to the source's controller. Uh, so this is kind of uh, a little bit conditional, but if somebody swings out with a big creature um, and it's going to end my game for me, Comeuppance is a great way uh, to stop that. It also stops, you know, certain direct damage spells and things of that nature. I'm running black, so recursion is definitely an important theme to the deck. Uh, just because most of my creatures are kind of low power and they're easily gotten rid of. Um, so I run stuff like Sun Titan. Um, not only is it a big 6-6... Six -six, but when it enters the battlefield or attacks, you may return target permanent with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. So someone blows up Kimball, for example, instead of putting him back in the command zone, if I've got a Sun Titan out, I can throw Kimball into my graveyard, swing with Sun Titan, get him right back out. So Sun Titan's kinda, I think it might be my favorite creature in this whole deck just because of how useful it is and it kind of, you know, generates some fear from my opponents just because it's big and, and what it does for the deck. <clears throat> well, well, uh, good news. Yeah, I like good news. No fuses busted or broken or whatever that means. Shot. They're all fine. Yeah, that is good. So I guess maybe it was a transformer, just kind of power surge know. maybe. Power I, surge. Who I knows? Know. That's weird, but... Glad it's not bad. All right, so now that everything's good, let's uh, let's dive right into the combo pieces of this deck and find out how to win with it. So, Billy. Uh, so the first couple that I want to talk about—not necessarily a combo, but just kind of a basic mechanic that I wanted to run the deck with. Um, for example, Blind Obedience kind of offers me some protection because. Um, artifacts and creatures that my opponents control enter the battlefield tapped. So that main ability is just to try to maybe slow down my opponents 
so that I have enough time to pull off some of these combos that are in the deck. Right. Uh, another thing I really like about it is it has extort. Uh, so what that means is, is whenever I cast a spell, I can either pay an extra white or a black. If I do, each opponent loses one life and I gain life equal to however much life was lost this way. And what's cool about extort <clears throat> is it actually does not change the uh, the color type of the card. So um, you can run it in a mono white deck or a mono black deck, um, or you can run it in, in a deck that doesn't have black in it or a deck that doesn't have white in it um, because it doesn't change the color identity of the card itself. Which right, is really cool. and the reason for that is is because the extort cost is in reminder text. And so reminder text doesn't go towards the color identity of a card. Right. So. Um, another card kind of in that vein, and there are several others like this, I just wanted to touch on a couple of the ones that I tend to get to play more often than others. Uh, Tithe Drinker is another one that has Extort, it's a one white and one black, two one, but it also has lifelink. So based on the cards that you've seen so far, you can kind of tell the idea is to try to get everyone else's life total down while keeping mine up, buying myself a little bit of time with some of the pillow fort type stuff like blind obedience and things like that just to kind of get me to where I can get to these next combos that are going to be coming up um, but before we get to the big combos let's talk about one of the things that offers me easily the most protection in the deck okay. and that's uh, getting to the trials getting the trials yeah um, emblem <clears throat> yeah so I mean he's one and two white planeswalker starts off with three loyalty counters um, it's very rare that I use this for anything other than its last zero ability, uh, but we'll go through the other ones for everyone out there. So the first one is plus one until your next turn, prevent all damage target permanent would deal. Second zero ability, until end of turn, getting of the trials becomes a 4-4 human soldier creature with indestructible that's still a planeswalker. Prevent all damage that would be dealt to him this turn. The last ability is zero. You get an emblem with, as long as you control a Gideon Planeswalker, you can't lose the game, and your opponents can't win the game. You can't lose the game, and nobody else can win the game. So, um, from from that aspect of it, yes, uh, another player can swing out at it, they can kill it, they can do all that kind of stuff, but it's a problem that they gotta solve um, before they can kill you. So, it's definitely a good deterrent. Yeah, it really is. And also, another thing that it does is it creates a target on itself. Yep. Which can also buy me time with some of my other things. Yep. Because with him out, people are definitely going to try to find a way to get rid of it. So hopefully, not only just the not losing, but the fact that he's out just helps me buy some time. Yep. So why I want to buy time is for cards like Felidar Sovereign. It's four colorless, two white. 4-6 with Vigilance, Lifelink, and it also says at the beginning of my upkeep, if I have 40 or more life, I win the game. Yep. Just win it right out. And here's what's cool about that. In Commander, you start the game with 40 life, so it's extremely easy to get above that and stay above that, especially with a deck that is basically taxing everybody for one or two and you're gaining that much life because of Camball. Um, you know, you're you're getting so much value on that. So if you get this out on the battlefield and can and can keep it around the table until your next turn, you're good. You're golden. You win. So some <clears> of the <throat> other combos that are in the deck uh, is one that you've heard before from Cody's Aloro deck tech that we did a while back 
is Exquisite Blood and Sanguine Bond. So with those two out, uh, they're both five drops. One of them, whenever an opponent loses life, you gain that much life. Whenever uh, you gain life, target opponent loses that much life. So in case you haven't caught on, that creates an infinite loop. So once someone takes damage, uh, the trigger happens and everything starts. Everybody loses uh, pretty much simultaneously. It's, it's a really cool, really cool win condition for sure. Right, and the cool thing about that is, is if you can drop both without someone having to an answer to one of them. Right. The minute they try to answer it, if Cabal's out, they lose two life as soon as the spell's cast. Yep. And then the machine gun, it as triggers. I call it, triggers, and then the loop happens and yep. you win. It triggers. So it's crazy. It's it's not a combo that I usually get to play with because as soon as one of them hits the battlefield, it's they, gone. They're dead on sight. Yeah. Yeah, they, they get killed on sight for sure. <laughs> but it does waste the kill spell too. So That's very true. So that also helps with some of the other combos that are in the deck. Very true. Like, um, so that... The other combos in the deck, some of the other combos that are in the deck. Um, let's talk about the Wanderer and Command the Dread Horde. So, uh, Command the Dread Horde first, actually. So, Command the Dread Horde is a four and two black. Choose any number of target creature and/or planeswalker cards in graveyards. Command the Dread Horde deals damage to you equal to the total converted mana cost of those cards. Put them onto the battlefield under your control. Now, one of the, the biggest parts of this text here is Command the Dread Horde deals damage to you equal to the total converted mana cost of those cards. So because yep. it says deal deals that much damage, we're putting in uh, deterrence for this. So like the Wanderer. So you can use the Wanderer and you can also use um, Glacial Chasm. Glacial Chasm. You can use Glacial Chasm. It does the same thing. And it's a land which can't be responded to. So um, whenever you play it, it, somebody can kill it. And then that would hurt a lot. That would hurt um, a whole lot. <laughs> but, uh, so the Wanderer is a three and a white for a uh, five loyalty Planeswalker. Prevent all non-combat damage that would be dealt to you and other permanents you control. Neg two, exile target creature with power four or greater. So... Uh, the Wanderer allows you to not take the damage off of Command the Dread Horse. You can get everything out of everybody's graveyards, and now it's on your side of the battlefield. Good luck. I hope you have a board wipe, because if you don't, you're all dead. Uh, which is... Yeah, that's kind of the idea. It's it's kind of a finisher combo. Yep. Uh, it's a little janky, just because you don't you know normally see that kind of stuff in, right. in Commander decks. Uh, and it was something I just kind of threw together in there. It's like, oh, that'd be kind of cool if I ever get to pull it off. Yeah, and just as a just as a disclaimer, all of these decks, like we said in the last deck tech, all of these decks that we're going to be playing in episode four are not is not actually technically uh, optimized. Right. Uh, they're not. They're just. They're a lot of jank. They're a lot of stuff that we just enjoy and want to have fun with. Um, so these are just kind of our takes on uh, on a couple of these decks. So. Yeah, basically, there's how way this came worse. about for me. Oh, yeah, there's way worse Orzhov commanders. There's way <laughs> or better if you want to look at it that way. Right. Um, but I saw Kambal and I was like, you know what? That's kind of cool. 
yeah. kind of annoy everyone. Kind right. of gave me some life, buy me some time. So let's build something around that. So uh, some of the other combos in the deck. Um, this one is actually one of my favorites. So we're going to start with Sensei's Divining Top. So Sensei's Divining Top is a one drop for an artifact. You can tap one, look at the top three cards of your library, put them back in any order. Tap the top, draw a card, put Sensei's Divining Top on top of its owner's library. Um, so you pair Sensei's Divining Top with these two cards. So Bolus' Citadel and Aether Flux Reservoir. So Bolus' Citadel is a three and three black legendary artifact. You may look at the top card of your library at any time. You may play the top card of your library. If you cast a spell this way, pay life equal to its converted mana cost rather than pay its mana cost. Tap it, sacrifice 10 non-land permanents, each opponent loses 10 life. Um, the bottom ability, you will never be doing. No, um, it, it's useless. Bolus' of Citadel is made <laughs> to stay on the field. Um, so Aether Flux Reservoir is a 4-drop artifact. Whenever you cast a spell, you gain 1 life for each spell you cast this turn. Pay 50 life, Aether Flux Reservoir deals 50 damage to target, creature, or player. So, what's really cool about this combo is now that you have... Uh, Bolus of Citadel out, and you have Sensei's Divining Top and Aether Flux Reservoir. Now you play Sensei's Divining Top from the top of your deck, or if it's already on the top, if it's already on your your board, then put it back on top of your library and draw a card. Pay one life, play it. You gain a life. You actually gain two life because you just played Aether Flux Reservoir. Yep. So you gain two life. You put it back on top of your library. You pay one life, play it. You gain life, and you keep going until you gain a bunch of life, and you essentially just kill everybody at the table all at the same time by paying 50 life a million times. Right, because, and, and the thing about this is, is you're not just gaining one life every time you play right. Sensei's Divining Top. Exactly, you're, you're not. You're gaining one life, then you're gaining two life, then you're gaining three, three life, life, and, and then you're just, gaining four life and five life. It's a cumulative right. effect, so it really doesn't take very many draws from tapping the top to, to kill everybody get to so much life right that you're killing everyone and it's even faster in a deck like this that is hopefully gaining you life most of the game right so that you don't have to wait as long for that to be effective now keep in mind late game this isn't going to work um, if you don't have many cards in your deck at the time it's not going to work um, right. it, it, you have to have a good portion of your deck still left to draw so that you can do this uh, this combo. And that's why the tutors are there. The Enlightened Tutor, yep. Demonic Tutor, Diabolic Tutor, all that stuff. Because you want to try to go and get that stuff as soon as you can. Right. So that you can Absolutely. just plow through everyone really quick. Yep. So, Alright, so moving on. So this is actually my favorite combo in the deck. Um, it's the hardest to pull off as well. Right. Because as soon as one of these cards hits... It's really bad for me because everyone sees it and like, oh no. Well, everybody recognizes what it is right. and what's about to happen. Yeah, but essentially, you want to play it like this. We're going to start with Linvala, Keeper of Silence. So Linvala, Keeper of Silence is a 2 and 2 white for a legendary creature, Angel 3-4. It has flying, activated abilities of creatures your opponent's control can't be activated. So the next one is Chromus Bell. So, Chromus Bell is a 4-drop artifact. Treat all swamps in play as 1-1 one, one creatures. Now, they can be enchanted, killed, and so forth as though they can be tapped either for mana or to attack. So, it's kind of an old phrasing of Chromus Bell. Uh, there's a newer one, but... Yeah, um, to paraphrase, basically, 
All swamps are one-one creatures. Yep. And they can be targeted as though they were creatures. Yep. So now you can, uh, you know, shock them or whatever you want to do. Um, so the last, the last part of this though, what's cool about it is when you play Urborg. So Urborg Tomb of Yogmoth is a legendary land. Each land is a swamp in addition to its other land types. So what's cool about this card is now everything's a swamp paired with Chroma Spell. Everything is a 1-1 swamp creature paired with Linvala. Nobody can tap their lands for mana. Except for me. Except for him. Yeah. So that locks up the entire game. That's game. Like, I mean, unless somebody has Vanifar out or Birthing Pot or something out that they don't need mana, uh, that's fine. You know, like the Zerdex, you, you guys are going to be fine. Um, but it's it's a really bad deal whenever somebody locks up all of your lands and doesn't actually take them off the board. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I guess the best thing to do would just be to swing out with them, to be honest. Right. But if you get lucky enough... Or you've tutored right, or you've got a few two of these pieces in your hand without having to tutor for them, you can go tutor for something like Fumigate. Yep, Fumigate. Now you kill other lands because they're all creatures, and you gain that much life. Right, which helps with Age of Plus Reservoir. So, um, and it just so helps bad. So, yeah, it's really bad. But again, they're like three and four piece combos, most of them. Right. And so it takes time to get them out. And when you see one piece of it come out, usually that piece goes away. Right. Um, but if you ever do get a chance to pull them off, it's it's so satisfying to know that you did just enough to do all these crazy things and win the game with some kind of janky weird stuff. Yeah, jank, jank stuff is amazing. Um, it's probably one of the reasons I love Magic so much is because you get to win in so many different types of ways. And this this is just one of those combos that's, uh, that's really good. So... If you guys like all of the cards that are in this deck, um, we are the cards that we've talked about anyway, make sure you check out the tapped out link below be, to check out all of the other cards that we didn't get to talk about today. And let us know what you guys think. Let us know if you like them, what you guys would take out, what you guys might put in. Um, and keep in mind that we're going for jank. So when you, when you, you know, obviously there's better Camball decks out there. Oh, yeah. But um, we're going for jank across the board in this, in this uh, Wizard Wars episode four. Because we're, we're definitely getting ready for also Wizard Wars 5 in the midst of all of this. Yeah. I finally got a lock on the signal. Alright, listen, I have to be quick. I am Nova. I was created by MTG Alchemy to unite the alchemists around the world. Now listen, because we have some problems. You barely know me, and I know where Joey is. His location and the plans to get him back have to be encrypted. It's far too dangerous to broadcast any sensitive information this way. The point is this. MTG Alchemy needs your help. The first step is to join their Discord. Listen, I can help you get Joey back. But as I said before, I can't transmit them this way. It'll have to be encrypted. I'll leave my first encrypted message in MTG Alchemy's description in this video. We have to unite as many alchemists as possible to defeat the oncoming evil. Just like Hansel and Gretel. Follow the breadcrumbs.